Energy vampires and psychic vampires, they're a part of our everyday life. Sometimes they're our own family members. But is it a mental health issue or a paranormal issue? Or can it be both? Listen and find out. Into Nebraska. It's on the Nebraska side of Wyoming. The ugly part of Wyoming. It's all ugly. No. What are you talking about? Well, no. <laughs> Yellowstone. Okay. And you carve out Yellowstone and then it the gets pretty it. flat. <laughs> so. The line of sagebrush. Yeah. Lots of sagebrush. And yeah. Truck drivers, as far as the eye can see. I think Yellowstone was the first place I saw an armadillo. They have armadillo there? Yeah, they do. They all have armadillo. Huh. I know it's yeah. Texas. Yeah, and then when I moved to Texas, I saw everywhere. everywhere. Yellowstone was my first yeah, armadillo. That's after I got a picture with the dead armadillo. That's when they told me they carry leprosy. I was like, oh, <laughs> great. <laughs> Tim's all curled up with his dead armadillo. Nice. Thanks, kitty. <laughs> <laughs> and this cat feels weird, Bob. <laughs> okay. So in today's episode, we're talking about energy vampires. Have you been around one? Do you Are you one? one? Are you one? <laughs> um, I think all of us have experienced that dread of knowing somebody that you're going to have to deal with. Maybe I am it for somebody. I don't know. Of an energy vampire. So, dun dun dun. Yeah. yeah. And what what are we talking about? And it's that. my sister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he said it. Out. He did. Already started that, roasting. That, <laughs> that um, spiraling black hole of dealing with some people. And is it all a mental issue? Is it a narcissistic issue? Can it be a paranormal issue? I think a little bit of everything but i think there's a paranormal issue to a lot of it mm. that we haven't explored what do you think mark well uh, i've also described as psychic vampires and so that's the term i'm most familiar with. 
but it's pretty much the same thing. It's it's anybody who drains your energy above you know normal interaction. Yeah. On purpose, do you think? Some of it. You think yeah, so? Some of it. Some, you think so? Sometimes. It's interesting because you can break it down. Some of it is just, you know, people just don't know how they drain the energy out of other people. Yeah. Except they feel great afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and I think there's probably a high level of narcissism with all of them. I agree like, with that a there's, lot. Yeah, they have those narcissistic tendencies to be, um, they're all about me. I do have friends that I engage with who, when you talk with them, it's never, how are you doing? How's so-and-so? How's your job? How It's all them the whole time you're together. And so, and... But that's that's narcissistic. So, mm-hmm. but is there a paranormal side of that? That's what I want to know about. Yeah. So, is there a is there some kind of connection that they have? Could they have an attachment? Is there is there something sitting? You know how we have the they always say the devil and the angel yes. on their shoulders, right? Is there something there feeding that um, mm. narcissistic tendency of all about them mm-hmm. and that uh, sounds narcissistic. <laughs> They're able to blame something else. Well, maybe. Oh. And, 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 and I think in a lot of psychotic behavior, yeah, you know, that mm-hmm. blame everything but but you kind of tendencies where mm-hmm. it's, well, you, I wouldn't be like this if you weren't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. That kind of tendencies. Mm-hmm. But can it come from the aspect of having an attachment mm-hmm. or having... Maybe their their abilities are so strong in the in the paranormal world that they have never dealt with them. Can that be? Or they know they have uh, paranormal um, their empaths or their mediums or they have telepathy or something, and they're letting that drive that energy vampire psychic mm-hmm. vampire tendency. Mm-hmm. I mean. All aboard. Yeah. <laughs> right? Isn't there something in voodoo yeah. that allows for that? Uh, voodoo, definitely. Like, oh, like taking the energy from somebody else? Yes. Or... Yes. In voodoo, that you can draw within that energy and, and manifest it for yourself or send it out. And they do, they do that a lot. And I think also Santeria, Santeria religion or... I don't know if you'd call it a religion, but it's definitely a practice. practice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They take and they send. And when they send, it's not good because we've dealt with it here. Here, right? Yes. And um, I think, so what are we talking about? And it's, it's somebody who completely drains you, leaves you exhausted. And, and it's not, right? So... Is it, and it's people who are either conscious or unconscious feed on your vital or emotional injury, energy. That's so, so yeah, they're, they're, they're drawing upon all of your strength and it's, and it can be really difficult to be around them first off, especially when you become aware for a while you get drawn yes. in 
you get drawn into it because they're so good. Like a fly to honey. Exactly. They're so good at drawing you in. My ex was this. And yeah, in so many, um, so many ways, right? So they draw you in and then, then they start feeding on you and until you're used up and then there's nothing left. So, but is that conscious or unconscious or a little of both? I don't know. I think in some. Come on, Daryl, with comments. I'm sorry, Mark. Both, damn, they are both conscious and unconscious, and I've dealt with both of them. Yeah. I know people do it and know it, and people who do it intend know full well what they are doing. So I put a lot of thought into this recently, and I, I came up with Timisms. So I think there's empathy, and there's narcissism and i think there's toxic narcissism and there's toxic empathy and i think that there's a yin and a yang and both can go so far each way know what i mean Mm kind of like the political system but i i won't bring them into this (laughs) (laughs) and uh, I think that there's a lot of factors that you can throw in, but I almost think you have to have a conscious decision to step over what it, wherever that line is. Yeah. At so, some point. Yeah. A list of... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. partial list of the... I'm going to say most of these, not all of them, but most of these do not know to the conscious cycle... Uh, Psychic energy vampires. Um, narcissistic, of course, if it's all about me, you know, everything is about me. Uh, victims, people who are always a, they will draw you in and take your energy because life is just really always making victim. I think we all know somebody like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like survival. Energy vampire, people who love to control, have to control others. Um, you know, we all know somebody who can fall asleep and leave their mouth running. And a drama queen, psychic vampires. Everything, overreaction to everything. You know, so this is just, you know, list some of the types of vampires. But I think a lot of these are more uh, uh, mental health issues. Yeah. You know, they are, and, and a lot of these I don't think would possibly with the controlling, I think the controlling may know exactly what they're doing. Um, but a lot of these may not even know that the thing that the psychic energy training. training. So where do you draw, draw the line between, where do you draw that line between somebody who's doing this because they're a narcissist? or a control freak or whatever and somebody how do you make that determination between somebody who's doing that and somebody who might have an attachment who's driving it yeah that's what i'm wondering do you have any idea mark oh now that's a good question that's a good attachment if they have an attachment that's driving i think well, I don't know if that's how an attachment would work, though. An attachment would, well, 
Excuse me while I say it out loud here for a minute and work this through. Because the attachment usually just takes the energy from the host. Yeah, but can't can't an attachment drive the host? How do you mean drive? Like like control it? Yeah, Yeah, well, like control the emotions. Let's say that you have somebody who is maybe psychically weak, but they have an ability... So they have allowed something to come through the door, and that something is a whole lot stronger emotionally than the host. Can't that attachment, and I I think we've seen this in a couple of cases, can't that attachment drive the host, drive their feelings, like make them stronger, make them influence? Yeah, yeah, like like the person doesn't understand why all of a sudden they're doing what they're doing, but they're doing it and they don't seem to have any control over it. It's almost like... Um, Sounds like in, the human condition. Well, yeah, <laughs> right? But, but, it's, but it's like somebody who is possessed, in a sense, because they have the attachment yeah. driving their actions. Or... It's like out of their character and they know it's yeah, not... Yeah, yeah, exactly, out of their character... I think sometimes we run across these people who would we consider energy vampires, but they really are truly innocent of the behavior and they would never this is if you if you didn't if you met them as they are right now as the energy vampire, you'd be like, Oh shit, I don't want anything to do with you. But if you knew them before the attachment yeah. came through the door, you're like, mm-hmm. What the heck is going on with them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't so how do they? Okay, I, I see what you're going. Go back to your original uh, question. It, it's a matter of semantics. I got hung up on the word "drive." The attachment could drive them. Um, I'd say more like it could influence them. But I can I can see that because if you've got an attachment who's taking all the energy out of somebody and causing that person to have just a real bad run of bad luck. Well, yes, the person could start thinking they're the victim. And I can see how that could happen. I mean, they uh, would be forced. It's like survival mode. So you're saying, like, manipulate to a point of desperation? Yeah, yeah I'd say more like influence. Um, I, I work, but I'd say more like influence. But, okay, yeah, I could see that. You know, where, where the attachment would... Like, Sorry, they just started making all kinds of mistakes, so they started thinking that they're a victim, you know, because everything went wrong. Yeah, I could see something like that occur. I think, I think in our society that drugs drive a huge portion of this, right? Somebody becomes addict, and the addiction drives their. Drives their personality at that point, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Becomes the driver of the train, mm-hmm. and the addict is along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think even if there's no drugs involved, and I, I have taken so many of these phone calls from people where I don't feel like they're totally in control of what's happening to them. That there's something else driving that train, but I don't think it's drugs. Yeah. But I don't. But they would never. They would never admit to it. I think the attachment or whatever is going on paranormally in their life is so strong 
and they may have created it. They've created the situation nine times energy. out of ten. They've created the situation that mm -hmm. has gotten so far out of hand that mm -hmm. they are no longer in control. Mm -hmm. But trying to deal with that, because then becomes it becomes, where do you separate that from a mental health issue? Right. Yeah. You know, and... Well, um... Oh, I was going to say, I'm going to stir the hornet's nest here, and maybe we'll go down this rabbit hole at a later date. But that's very possible, but it doesn't have to be illegal drugs. Right. The pharmaceutical drugs can really jack people up as well. Oh, yeah. They're worse, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because they're with the doctor's blessing. And they know we don't do any drugs at all, but their medicine cabinet is... Right. Well, and that's because, well, lots of reasons, but if they go to any type of person practicing, right. the person practicing is made to find a solution, and those solutions are always in the form of uh, medications. Right. Yeah. Take this pill. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just recently I twisted my ankle real hard, and the first thing you wanted to give me was hydrocodone. Mm-hmm. Yep. How many, how many do you want? I said, none. I'm like, the pain is there for a reason to keep me off of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, That's your and, body functioning. Yeah. So give me the boot and let me deal with it. And I'll hobble around in a boot for a few weeks until I can walk on it gingerly enough. Because I don't want, I don't want it. You know, it, mm -hmm. it's like, it's the first thing they do. Let's give you a boot and give you some drugs and send you on your way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just tell me, did I break it? No? Okay, I can deal with that. Yeah. Let me go home and I'll just rest it. I'll be fine. Just give me, you know. But that's that's the that's the day and age we live in. And but so okay, so let's take the drug component out of it. Let's take let's take normal Sally who doesn't have any mental health issues and she's she's not psychotic. Nothing's going on in her life, but she starts screwing around in the paranormal stuff she doesn't understand with whether it's. I don't know. She buys the second-hand tarot cards. Tarot cards or a Ouija board or something that she doesn't understand. And she starts messing around with all of oh her boy. friends on a Saturday night. And Woo. they start drawing in attachments. Things that they don't understand. Spooky. Right. So is the board in itself like an Ouija board? Is that we have had these conversations before? Is, is it in itself evil? No. It's a tool. But people don't know how to yeah. use them. And they're a Saturday night board game, and oh, it's no big deal. So maybe somebody in that little circle of Sally's friends is very strong psychically, so she starts bringing in something through the door that they don't know about. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, Sally's personality changes. She becomes this energy vampire. Sally was never like this before, but now she is. So... Yeah, so then it, the friends are starting to notice a little bit something different going on there with Sally, but we don't know how to help her. Uh, yeah, so then, then you know, Sally, maybe her friends start trying to figure out well, how to help her or whatever. The first thing that the doctors do is can medicate her because it's a mental health issue. She's depressed. She's got anxiety. Well, she's yeah. got something, but it could be nothing to do with mental health. It's the attachment that came through the door mm -hmm. and said, ooh, Sal, there she is. Mm -hmm. She's weak and we can draw on that. Mm -hmm. That's what's scary to me. 
is that there could be a lot of this out there that mm-hmm. are diagnosed as mental health issues and they're they become I think they become mental health issues yeah because no I feel like as a sane person dealing with that like it's you're gonna think it's a mental health issue because yeah. how do you normalize that in your brain right and we don't have a medical community who can deal with anything outside the yeah. normal yeah. Yeah. The normal we can aspect. See they're not allowed to. No, they're not. They're not. Now, in, the, in the scenario you presented, though, if they're using something and bringing something in, Sally might start doing weird stuff, but I've never heard of psychic vampire being one of the weirdest things. So, do you think that the psychic vampire is truly not an attachment? Would never be attachment? To the ones that I've talked to that I know that are, what they do is put an attachment. It is, I don't they like a better term, psychic ability. Uh, I have talked to that, that do openly know what they do and admit what they are doing. Oh, there are many. They're, they're, they're doing it purposely. Yeah, these are the ones that I know and openly know. Um, it was caused by cash. It's just what they do. It's what they do. Sorry, we're having like a little bit of a connection issue with you, Mark. So we're catching a few, not catching okay. every word. But so it's what they do like and they're knowing doing it. I think that's the line. Yes. I, it, I, like, there has to be a line of, like, education, consciousness, and accountability. And, like, if all of those things are there on that line, you, right. it, you can't blame that on anything else. Right. So I, I think it's a self-aware issue. If you do it and you're not self-aware of it, but if you do and you are, that's... Mm-hmm mean (laughs) well it is mean it is mean because you're drawing on everybody around you but i'm wondering how many are out there who i get what you're saying like you have this attachment that's draining your energy and as a result you are lashing out or doing things almost in a survivalist mode yeah you have no energy you are like down you probably feel really crappy you don't know what's going on and as a result you almost become the energy vampire because you're probably like acting out or having you know like toxic behaviors not handling thing things well going down like self-destruction like yeah i wonder you know what i'm saying so i feel like that's a reaction to you not having your energy yeah because there's an energy vampire I mean, there there are a lot of different types of these energy vampires that Mark brought up, right? There's the narcissist, there's the drama queen, yeah. there's, there's all of these different types of these vampires out there that take from everybody around them, and they're toxic people to be around. They are. And I think when you find, if you find, if, if you figure them out, cut them out. I mean, that's all you can do. Right. Because right. They'll, they'll drag you down. But... I think too that if you've known somebody for a long time and you weed out the fact they're not they're not an addict or whatever, they're not they haven't there's not an influence that you can figure out, then you gotta wonder what 
what's driving this. Mm -hmm. So what do you do at that point? Like if you got a call yeah, and you had gone on a walkthrough and you met these people and you You determined what would you do? You can feel them. So we've had a number of cases where we've gone through walkthroughs and you're just like, woo, your guard's up because you know, you just know that this, this is not a good scenario. They're driving, they're, they're driving this and, and we can't help. You, you can't help them. Um, yeah, I don't know. As a team, we, we collectively decide not to, to take those cases. I, I'll put it out there. Like, this is what's going on, but this is my feeling, and what do you guys think? But, um, boy, they're hard. You get roped into their drama really, really quick. <laughs> yeah. Tim knows. Yeah. You get roped into the drama of these people so fast that you there's like you're looking for an exit door and sometimes you can't find one, and they and they don't away. leave you alone. Yeah. And they're do you think they're fully convinced that it's like something paranormal, or do you think they just like that energy high? I think that's the energy high they're looking for. Yeah. Cool. And I think was on that that toxic word that I just came up with. Some people I think like it. Yeah. They're, they're an addict to the drama around them. Yeah. And some people, I think, thrive in conflict. Yeah. Like Which they is create sad. as much as they can get mm-hmm. um, because it, it drives whatever feeling of importance that they have. You know? Yeah. So, but on the, on the paranormal part of it, I've always, when I'm dealing with people like this and they call, you can feel it immediately. You can feel, you can feel it. I swear to God, you can feel the energy through the phone and you're breathing through it. And you're like, okay, at what point do I cut them off? Because this is not going to be good for anybody involved in the team. And not to discount maybe anything that's going on paranormally, but I got to always wonder, is the paranormal driving their behavior or are are they they driving driving the paranormal? A hundred percent. Yeah. And we've had cases, we've had a number of clients over a number of years that they're the reasons why they have paranormal activity. It's not, paranormal is there, they're causing it. And it's not a fun conversation to have either. No, they don't want to hear that. They want to make you, sometimes they, they want you to make it all better. And you're like, but you, we can't because you're the problem. <laughs> It's you. It's not me. It's you. <laughs> that conversation. Yeah. Couldn't, you couldn't pay me enough. I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. It's really yeah. a difficult scenario. So I think I think most of us have come across these people. Mm-hmm. I think almost everybody has met somebody in their life who's would be classified as this energy or psychic vampire. But then you have to, how do you unwrap your life from them? It's a great question. And once someone figures it out they really need to let me know uh-huh. i have to do the well, candle thing uh, the candle thing yeah the little what is it called i don't know you're looking at me like i should know you should know <laughs> i know everything no i don't but yes the, where you tie the candles together oh the binding binding yeah, yeah and you then can you... do ceremonies where you can unbind it's a little harder to do when they're family but um, set the whole place. On I'm fire. I I have learned because I'm old enough now that I've learned that I walk away. I cut them out. Really just spend some time with you and them. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what Mark what, said. What did you just say, Mark? Because you're cutting out. What Mark said. Oh, I'm sorry. You just put space and time between you and them. Yeah. That's oh, the yeah. That's thing you can do. Yeah, that's... It... Yeah, when it's family, it's a whole different scenario. I don't know how you do that. Although, I've cut... I have one family member left, and they're cut. Because you have to separate yourself from what drives... If they're, if, they're, if they're stressing you out to the point where it's unhealthy for you, then you have to cut them out. Yeah. And, and there are different ceremonies that you can do to, um, you know, bind them with their mistakes and let <laughs> you cut. There's cord cutting ceremonies that you can do that releases them from you and let them go on their way. Uh, um, and, and there's a lot of different ceremonies out there that you can do to help you through that. It's, re it's God, it's hard to do. It's really, really hard to do, and you have to have a lot of resolve. It's tough. But I don't know. When, when you bring along, it's either the mental health or the paranormal aspect of it. That's where, boy, that's, that's tough. That's yeah. tough. And that, that's like having somebody who they're schizophrenic. Or medium or both or I was gonna say both yes and and that's like wow talk, talk about a heavy road to mm -hmm. hoe for the for those people because they're mm -hmm. no one um, he was schizophrenic he is schizophrenic and he's a medium that's hard and yeah so schizophrenia, right? If you study schizophrenia, I, I, the only in the, in the in the amount of reading that I've done on it, it early its onset is usually in the late teen years, and, and there's an actual physical change to the brain that they can see on an MRI, and so schizophrenic is a real thing. It's a physical thing that manifests in the brain, and it mm -hmm. can be studied and seen diagnostically, right? But what happens when they're also a medium? Exactly. And that is like, wow. So they're put on antipsychotics to help them with hallucinations. The hallucinations, but the hallucinations may not, if they're not ever been, I'm wondering how many people out there who have never had the diagnostic tool, like have they ever had the MRI of their brain done? And maybe they're not really schizophrenic. They're just mm -hmm. like an incredibly powerful medium. Oh, yeah. So 100%. now they're put on all this antipsychotic medication, and there's really nothing wrong with them, mm -hmm. other than the fact they don't know how to control their medium abilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then so you can have schizophrenics who really are mediums. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. That would be amazing to try to document, like yeah. a schizophrenic medium. Like, yeah. if you could try to have, like, a controlled situation, mm -hmm. it, that would be fascinating. Yeah, it would be. It would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Energy vampires, are they real? Do they have an attachment? Or are they just, are they, are they on drugs? Or are they just extreme narcissists who are... Yeah, are they just everything? assholes? Yeah, <laughs> assholes using everybody and everything to their advantage I, I think we've all met them so yeah i don't know good topic I, I if you've met one let me know i just think it's uh 
I don't want names, but you know, I mean, <laughs> what happened? What happened? How, are you one? Have you been one? And you changed. If you did change, that would be fascinating would be to cool. know too. Like, what? How did you recognize it? And how did you change it so that you weren't hurting the people in your life? Because that's a that's a big part of growing up. I think I think almost every teenager is a energy vampire, psychic vampire At for a while. Point, yeah. yeah. And then they kind of grow out of that and they go, oh God, man, was I an asshole? You know, <laughs> I'm hoping that most of them grow out of that. Well, if you just want an energy vampire, there's one in my driveway right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, who will probably, hopefully, not listen to this. But anyway. Take um, no way. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was a good topic. Thanks for hanging in with us on this uh, topic of energy and psychic vampires. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Speaking of spirits, <laughs> signing off. Too much wine. Yay. Woo-hoo. You've been listening to Speaking of Spirits, powered by Pocatello Paranormal Research in Pocatello, Idaho. Thank you for joining us today. We're glad you could be here. If you're enjoying the podcast, please do us a favor and go to whatever platform you are listening to the podcast on and give us a review. We prefer the five-star reviews. This helps us know how we're doing, and it helps others to find the podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we hope to see you on our next podcast. Energy vampires, psychic vampires, narcissists. These are all people that we've met and interacted with. Sometimes they're part of our family. Is it a mental health issue? Is there a paranormal issue? Listen in and find out.